Welcome to Dire Trip, where we deep dive into all sorts of spooky, horrific, or just plain weird crimes, lawsuits, and strange happenings all over the world. Without further ado, let's get into today's story. So, there was a stalker who broke into the bedroom of a 16-year-old girl that he was interested in and spent a whole night under her bed, all while sending her threatening text messages. Today we have the story of a minor who remained unnamed in the news. Or, I think she was supposed to remain unnamed at least because she was name-dropped in one article I found, but... I don't think that was supposed to happen, so let's keep things anonymous. I'm gonna call her Jane throughout this video just because pretty, pretty sure it was supposed to be a secret. This case takes place over in the UK. Jane was in a relationship with a boy named Kyle Ravenscroft, age 18, for about a year. However, he started showing what she called controlling behavior and she eventually broke it off with him. This didn't go very well. It seems they stayed friends, as they stayed in contact, but this all went to crap when Kyle found out that she was messaging another guy on Snapchat. One warm night in July, Jane was sitting at her home with her mom when her phone started blowing up. As you may expect, it was Kyle, and he was getting a bit threatening with his messages. Now I say a bit, but that's kind of an understatement. He was straight up telling her that he was going to kick her head in. He begged her to reply, but she made the right decision and didn't take the bait. Despite this being the correct decision, though, you can't really control how a crazy person is going to react. Kyle was angry, and he persisted. Kyle left his house in Ellesmere Port and walked all the way to Jane's home in Chester, which is about a 6-mile or roughly 10-kilometer walk. That's quite the trek and shows the level of desperation Kyle had at the moment. He started texting Jane again, this time simply telling her, I'm standing in the grounds watching you. Naturally, Jane was reasonably freaked out by this point. She didn't really know if he was telling the truth, but she also wouldn't really put it past him to be that batshit crazy. She started feeling as if she was being watched. While you could dismiss this as simple paranoia after getting a bunch of creepy text messages, she went with her gut and decided to go up to her mom's room and hang out with her. Kyle continued texting, this time saying that he hoped she would wake up to find him hanging from a tree outside in the morning. Sometime around the point of sending this message, Kyle found his way into Jane's home through one of the windows. He creeped around throughout the house. It's believed that when Jane left to go to her mom's room, Kyle took the opportunity to weasel into her bedroom. He did so, got down under the bed, and waited for her to come back. He continued to text her that he was watching her. Just before midnight, he texted her, I'm in your house. She didn't really know whether or not she should believe him. The next morning, she woke up and went back to her bedroom. She sat down on the bed and started messaging one of her friends when she again got the feeling that she was being watched, although Kyle hadn't messaged her for a while. Just to make sure, she started looking around her bedroom, looking behind desks, behind doors, and all seemed good until Jane noticed that a few shoe boxes that were normally lined up under her bed were out of place. She moved them aside and found Kyle under the bed, sleeping. She asked him what the hell he was doing there. He said that he had fell asleep and been there all night. She screamed for her mom, who then ran into the room and yelled at Kyle to leave their house immediately. She called the police pretty quickly as well. Kyle sprung up, grabbed Jane's phone, and fled the home. 
He then used that phone to dig deeper into her personal information. Jane's mom started checking the home afterwards, trying to find out how Kyle even got in. She noticed that the latch on Jane's window had been completely snapped off. Kyle simply went home, I guess innocently assuming that, no, the police wouldn't come after me for this. But yeah, they did, and they soon showed up at his house. This was when he jumped out of a first floor window and decided to bail. However, he didn't really get too far before he ended up speaking to the police on his phone. After talking a bit, he decided to surrender. He said that he felt this whole thing was steep. Don't really know what he means. Kyle Ravenscroft had no history with the police. He didn't have any sort of record and seemed to be completely normal to most of the people who knew him. I say most because Jane and her mom obviously no longer held that opinion. Kyle was released on bail not too long after. He was told to have absolutely no more contact with Jane whatsoever. He immediately completely disregarded this and headed over to Jane's place of work. He handed her a letter. In that letter, he pleaded that she come meet up with him so that he could say goodbye. And yeah, needless to say, that offer sounds a bit murdery given the circumstances. He was soon arrested once again. His lawyer, Taryn Craddock, said in his defense, Mr. Ravenscroft is understandably having difficulty with the breakdown of the relationship. It is a case where he is letting his heart rule his head. This has been a massive wake-up call for Mr. Ravenscroft. He is a bright young man capable of change, she said. Kyle ended up pleading guilty to everything, including breaching the conditions of his previous bail. He was understandably denied bail this time and remained in custody for roughly a month. He then appeared later in court once again to be sentenced all over again. The presiding magistrate, Moria Chapman, said about this case, This is a serious offense. It is really frightening for someone to go into their room and find someone under their bed. Yeah, thanks for the clarification. The court heard everything about the case. They heard of their relationship, the other man on Snapchat, and they saw the messages that Kyle had sent Jane, and basically everything else. Kyle owned up to it, admitted stalking her, and was given a 12-week suspended sentence. So he was free to go unless he screwed up again. Needless to say, he was once again forbidden from contacting Jane in any way, because that worked out so well the first time. He was spared jail once again. He also had to give Jane 100 pounds in compensation. In addition, he also had to pay about 85 pounds in court costs with a surcharge of another 80 more pounds and then he had to complete 80 hours of community service. He then got a restraining order. He also had to take some classes to brush up on his social skills, including a Building Better Relationships course. His mother spoke out about the case a little bit, saying that she was infuriated with what her son had done, but she blamed it on simple teenage infatuation. A while later, there was a Lifetime movie that got released called Under the Bed, which is oddly similar to this case as it features a stalker being found, you guessed it, under the bed. The movie claims to be based on a true story, but it doesn't specify what case it's based on. It's believed that this case, along with other similar cases of stalkers hiding in people's homes that had been in the news recently, were the inspiration for this movie. Once again, this has been your host, Kyle. Thank you very much for listening to today's podcast episode. Feel free to look through my huge library of other stories if you found this one interesting, and be sure to be there for the next stories that come out each and every week.
Have a good night.